Hey, it's Allison Sullivan back for another episode of Go Ask Allison, all things real estate. I'm here with a special guest today. Um, oh, shoot. I didn't bring your bio with me. Oh, I'll make okay. it up. No, it's I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll wing Let's it. Let's make up my bio. Okay. That's so, more fun. So today's episode is called Bad Bitch O'Clock, which I stole from the great Lizzo. Um, but I was thinking about doing an episode about just being like a badass bitch in the real estate industry. And I was like, I will, maybe I'll bring invite a guest. And the first face that popped into my head was this bitch. So, <laughs> cause she's a bad bitch <laughs> in the industry. So, so I'd like to welcome you, Aaron Omatek. Well, thank you for having me. Erin um, Omatek is a realtor in Delray Beach. And how long have you been in the business? Like 10 years. Okay. So yeah. 10 years and she works at Sotheby's, which yeah. is my next door neighbor. Yeah. The building that we work in is like all real estate offices. and like real maybe and mortgage people. And one wine store. and Which is really bad <laughs> because we all have that interconnection together. And yeah. There's alcohol, real estate, and mortgages. Yeah. I don't think, and maybe there's like a, oh, there's, my son gets his hair done at Lanzetta's. Oh, there's that um, acupuncture place too. Acupuncture. So okay. We, we check all the boxes. So yes. So we can get groomed, acupunctured, alcohol, and real estate services all at your fingertips. So um, anyways, I'm so glad I brought Aaron. Um we are recording today, so you can see how pretty Erin is, too. Erin is a lot like me, not in the pretty sense, but I'm just saying that she is someone who, like, when I thought about, like, think, like right now, I said, Erin, do you want to come do this podcast with me? She was like, yeah, but I'm doing this fitness competition right now, and I got to meet with my trainer, so I can't be there till 1130. So I was like, okay, like, this is, so that's perfect. Yeah. Because that's, like, the type of stuff that I do. Like, I'm always doing, like, some kind of challenge or, like, trying to better myself or something in the mix of being into real estate and you're also a single mom. Yep. So, which I'm a single mom. Yep. Um, my son is a little bigger than your daughter, mm-hmm. but we have little people that are looking up to us. Right. So, um, so I just felt like I kind of had a lot in common with you. And, Absolutely. And I felt like you were a bad bitch. <laughs> so, um, so Spoken thank you. By one. Yes. So, um, so yeah, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I think in real estate, historically it's been a little bit of a boys club Mm -hmm. um do you feel like there's that kind of yeah I mean there's definitely social norms that I think women in this industry have to still adhere to this is the largest financial purchase of somebody's life and uh, there's a lot of emotions that go into it so I think being able to play the gender roles with your clients is very important and you need to know who is you know who's the boss of the transaction and be respectful of that but also give your knowledge and expertise on, you know, the the purchase that they're making or just be aware of the situation. You know, I always say, like, know your market. Um, I think the person with the most knowledge and, you know, you're a single mom, you're a beautiful woman, you know, we come across very strong and independent. And I think that can be intimidating to a lot of people. But at the end of the day, once we show up and we show ourselves and we show our knowledge of the industry and what's happening on this street versus this street and this area versus that area, you know, people trust us. And totally, but I think you have to overcome a little bit before you get in with certain clients because they might have a certain, you know, they might look at you and think something different and then they meet you and they're like, Oh wow. Like I'm going to call her because I, she knows every single house and what it sold price per square foot. And, 
you know, what I'm looking to do from an investment standpoint. So yeah, knowing your stuff, I think is like one of the hottest things that you can be, you know, knowledge Um, is power. I always give, or I gave in another episode, we talked about, have you ever seen Yellowstone? Oh, I'm obsessed. Okay. So literally obsessed. So Beth Dutton is (laughs) like the hottest, badassest bitch, but not, not because she's like, so sexy and gorgeous, but right. like she's so freaking smart and yes. knows her shit. And if yes. her like objection handling skills are like, uh, and she's like, I, I can't think of a quick Beth Dutton quote, but she, that is like the epitome of a badass bitch. Yeah, there's no um, emotion. She's just like, this is how it is. It's black and white. If you're going to do this, then we're going to behave like this. But she almost doesn't talk. She doesn't show her cards. She doesn't play it, you know, up whatever they're trying to do to her. There's a lot of drama in that show, but I feel like she's very under the radar when it comes to her responses to things. Oh, a thousand percent. But also she's just got like some unbelievable amount of information in her brain that right. she can quickly handle any scenario with a quick comeback that's like an effortless, like she literally is like Encyclopedia Britannica of land use laws, you know, (laughs) which I think for like real estate, when I come across someone who like really knows their stuff on like a contract or something like that, um, that I think is like impressive, you know, Um, like that's hot to me, Mm -hmm. you know, like, man, you, you know your shit, you know? Um, so yeah, so I, I have some stats that I got. Um, so to answer the question is real estate, a boys club. Um, so actually currently national association of realtor statistics, 57% of realtors are females. Um, 50% of property managers are female. 11% of women in general contractors that's amazing. I, think I know. I think that's I pretty need, impressive. I want that to go higher, though. I want I like know. GCs, Let's, like women GCs, to be like fifty-two percent. I you know? know. I maybe I'll become a GC. Yeah, we should. I literally don't even know how to use a drill, though. Like oh. I hire somebody for everything. Oh. Um, but I can I don't help know. you with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. But I, I feel like you could be a general contractor and not have to lift a finger. Really, yeah. you don't really need. Do you need the skill, or you just need to learn the stuff? I mean, I think you need to know enough about like. You know, uh, just to make sure, like, the roof is not unhinged. Like, yeah. Like, know about roof trusses, know about how things are. I don't know if there's, like, an apprenticeship that there, goes with that. Maybe. I'm sure there like probably is. Like, a mentor is. apprenticeship. Yeah. Like, we could follow around a GC and kind of get his knowledge. I did an episode with a real estate appraiser, um, Fred Smith. I don't know if you okay. know him. Um, do you know that appraisers, to become an appraiser, I think they have to do two years of apprenticeship under a licensed appraiser to become, I'm like, realtors should have to do that. Uh, realtors should have to do a lot more than what they have to do <laughs> to become should, realtors. a thousand percent. Yeah. Um, so 30% of architects are female. Okay. Um, and 88.5% are interior designers are women, which isn't super shocking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so real estate is no longer a boys club unless you're a GC. Okay. Um, or an arch- or an architect. Okay. Um, this was kind of interesting too. Um, home buyers. This was a recent statistic that I found from March of 2023, National Association of Realtors. So 70% of home buyers are couples, married or not. Single buyers, 17% are women. 
while only 9% of men are buyers, single buyers. Wow. So that's pretty good that almost 20% of women that are single are home buyers. I know I started buying real estate before I ever got married. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, and I went on to read a little bit about the article, it said that like women like the security of home ownership. Right. Um, I know like just in our market recently, like, because prices have gone up a lot, a lot of people that were landlords were like, you know what, I'm going to sell. Right. So tenants were getting kicked out, and then they were looking for other places, and rents were much higher than what they were locked into. So there was like not a lot of security in being a tenant. So I understand women liking security and wanting to be home buyers, but I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's a um, great step. So yeah, so I have some other notes here. I wrote, um, let's see. Oh, so just talking about being a realtor and being a woman and why I think, well, so I would love to get some statistics on like successful women in real estate, like people who are actually top producers, because I feel like even though I know when I got into the business, which is a little over 20 years ago, it was totally a boys club, but there was something about Delray Beach, like not necessarily Boca or West Palm, but Delray as a city has always been kind of dominated by mostly successful women realtors. I see that. Yeah, there's a lot of women top producing agents in Delray, and I I don't know why that is. Um, But I think there's a lot of traits that women have that I think kind of calculates in equates into being a top producer, Um, like women's ability to like handle pain and failure. (laughs) Well, I I think we have less... Um, we just don't want to go back and forth that often. You know, like it's a lot of drama involved in these transactions. Like this person wants this in the inspection. This person wants this. If you're black and white and transparent and you're just like, okay, here's like, I don't get emotional with things. Yeah. I'm just very transparent. I say to people, this is what they want. You know, let's not add drama to it. I don't really care if the AC is not working. Like what do we need to do to just get this deal done? And how are you going to feel comfortable moving forward? And as long as we can put everything together and everybody's happy or, you know, not everybody's going to be happy in some of these transactions, but at least if everybody feels they've been treated fairly, then we can all move forward. But I think that a lot of these... um, Which is kind of like a woman, like in society, stigma. Like a mother, like if you picture a mother being like the matriarch of a family, like is everybody happy? All the kids are happy and fed and can go off to school. The husband's fed. Everybody's happy. Okay. Let's move on with our lives. Right. You know, which is kind of like a lot of women Mm -hmm. can just, that's why I think maybe women top producers are kind of starting to. And the multitasking aspect of it too. Just like you said, is everybody happy? Is everybody fed? Is everybody this? We kind of have that nurturing side to us that it's like, I just want everybody to be happy, treated fairly, and okay. So A lot of men really do suck at multitasking. They do. Yeah. You have to say one thing, and then you have to wait for a response. Or listening, or like finding things in the house. Oh, God, it's the worst. It's <laughs> like, so, where, yeah, I know. It's like, I saw this um, meme the other day, and it was uh, that show that Kevin James was on, and he walks into the kitchen and 
he says to his wife, you know, where's the tape? And she goes, we have lived here for nine years. <laughs> like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Like, like, I usually, almost always, sometimes I get a little wild and don't. But I usually, like, put things back where I got them from. Like, most of the time. I mean, in, like, like scissors. Scissors is, like, always, like, where's the scissors? Like, yes. that's the same thing, like, the tape. Mm-hmm. It's, like, for the most part, like, the scissors are always in the same place. Well, kids take scissors and tape. They take yeah. them into the room. <laughs> I don't know what they do with them, but, like, you go in and there's, like, some art project they've been working on for months. And all of a sudden, they used all of your tape and your scissors are in, like, a pile. But every pair of scissors in the entire house can be found in that kid's room next to the tape. Okay, so my son is really into fishing, which everybody who knows me knows. Yes. And there's some certain items that, like, help with fishing. Like, one is a tape measure. Okay. Which, so I, for real estate, usually have, like, a tape measure in my car. I have one in my purse. Yeah, so I usually have <laughs> one. I have some nice ones, you yeah. know, but there's some rules with fishing that, like, a fish has to be a certain length. So tape measures are helpful to have in your bag with all your fishing crap. So, and everything in that fishing bag gets like fish water on it and rusts and smells. So like all my, I've had to like put like some serious security in place on tape measures. Yeah. Because, um, and scissors and toenail clippers, lighters, like the lighters for like cutting fishing line, um, melting fishing line or cutting fishing line or. Yeah, I have, like, um, hooks and lures. Like, I step on hooks all the time. Like, it's, I know. It's like, I live in, like, a tackle shop, basically. (laughs) My daughter's more into, like, the art world. So she's very, there's, um, like, wrapping paper and tissue paper that you put around gifts and stuff. That's always in her room. Yeah, I was, like, like that kind of a girl when I was little. I was into arts and crafts stuff. But, no, not my child is into smelly, fishy things. That's fun. Um, So, (laughs) So, yeah, so women can endure pain, they can multitask, they can handle failure. Um, it's interesting, too, my gym that I go to, um, they always do, like, sometimes at the end of the class, if we're doing, like, an ab thing at the end of class, they'll do a plank challenge. Oh, that's hard. And, yeah, and they have, like, a 5.30, 6.30, like, they have every hour classes, so there's, like, a lot of, and they're, like, in every class, like, no man has ever won. Like, the women always knock it out of the park with the plank challenge. Well, we can sus- sustain our energy. Yeah, I feel like our energy is, you know, we don't give up in the last second. Like, I feel like men, they work themselves up and the first 30 minutes of the class, they're amazing and they're yeah. hitting it and they're doing everything great. But we can keep that energy up all the way to the end. Yeah. And Which I feel like for real estate the, too. the women's body, I mean, I guess to have babies or whatever can just handle pain and yeah. compartmentalize it, you know, like right. I can kind of just imagine that it's not there. Um Anyways, um, so yeah, so, and I feel like um, part of being like a bad bitch, real estate, female person is, we talked about this in the beginning, is like we have children watching us. Mm -hmm. So it's something that you have to kind of empower other women, which I think kind of helps in negotiating. Um, If you're like a person who is, you know, a doer, a team player, um, and you're empowering other women, I think that kind of... transfers over to um, your business and people look up to you and want to be around you, you know? Um, Like I know in my situation, I was married for a very long time and I, you know, was divorced and I left a relationship that was just kind of like no longer serving me. And I felt like, oh God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like I'm in my 40s, like what am I doing, you know? 
but and I questioned myself a million times. Right. But um, two people who I know, and I'm not going to say their names, but like someone that I know that has a child my son's age and I've known forever, who's probably, I mean, definitely in a marriage that's probably not serving her. Right. Said to me once, she was like, "God, you're so brave. Like, I can't believe you did that. You well, know, if it's not, like, if you're not happy, I mean, life is too short." She was like, "I really look up to you," and I was like, "Wow." wow. I know. I was like, "Wow." That's a moment right there. I know, because this was someone I thought of was like, you know, not someone that would look up to me for something like that. And I was here questioning myself. And then um, someone else said to me, you know, I was talking to so-and-so, and and she said, like, I literally can't believe Allison. Like, I look up to her. Like, I could never do what she did. And how did that make you feel? Well, I was like, okay, so I shouldn't be questioning myself. Like, I'm doing the right thing. Like, I'm empowering other women, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that kind of puts you up on a level. Like, this girl is a powerhouse, and she can do this stuff, you know? Which is, I mean, I don't know the details of your private life, but I know that you left a relationship that wasn't serving you. And I think that other women who a lot of, it's the path of least resistance Mm -hmm. is always the easiest path. Course, you know, and but- staying in something that isn't serving you doesn't necessarily, you know, shine to your children that you're, you know. Right. You, you know. have to say to yourself, what am I willing to accept? And if that relationship, you're kind of just over it and you don't want to accept that behavior from that person or you're not gelling with that person, like, we're only here a limited amount of time. So I you know. need to make the most of it. And I want to show my daughter, you know, hey, just because you got yourself into a situation doesn't mean you have to stay in it. Yes. And you may have gotten into it with other intentions, and that person may have gotten into other intentions. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're either of you are bad people. It's just you need to move on from it and create your own peace. Yeah. I think leaving my situation, leaving that relationship, and just knowing that, hey, you know, I'm very independent, I'm strong, I can handle things on my own. I don't need somebody. I want somebody, but I don't need somebody to cause drama in my life. Right. You know, I think that's a, a mature thing too, an age thing. Yeah, yeah. I think we're when we grow up, we're like, oh, you have to get married, you have to get the golden retriever, the white picket fence, this whole yeah. life that you, you know. I grew up in the Midwest, so it was very: you get married, you have kids, you grow old together, you know, on the front porch. But I think you know a lot, and of, like you don't quit on your marriage. You, you don't know? quit. Like, you work on it yeah. constantly. So I mean, but it, there's a difference between like not being a quitter. Or right. staying in something that isn't serving you any longer. Which is you know? probably something we both struggled with. Like, you know, we don't want to quit this, but at the same time, right. you can't make that other person do what you want them to do. Yeah. So, and that brings me to my next thing about empowering women. So, like, I mentioned that you couldn't get here at 11 and you had to be 1130, which mm-hmm. is fine, because you are doing a fitness challenge and you had to meet with your trainer. Yeah. And so that's, like, another thing. Like, I do, I run, sign up for marathons. I train, I run marathons. Yeah. I've done some, maybe not as extreme as the fitness challenge you're doing right now, but. I don't know, the marathon thing, that's, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> that because you're just running. I mean, I'm lifting weights, so I'm lifting different body parts every day. I'm doing something yeah. different. But the running thing, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could just be like, hey, I'm going to run 26 miles today. Or It's very, um, like, there's a lot of, like, 
medicinal powers to it. Yeah. I mean, like the runner's high on a marathon is like a whole nother level. See, I've you know? never, I would love to experience that. Like, I hope this fitness challenge gives me, I've been on this high doing it and I've not well, been it's drinking. Like, yeah, but. I mean, it's like the endorphin, you know, okay. type thing that you get. Um, yeah. Like I'll maybe at like mile three or whatever, like I start getting like some really good ideas and I'm I like, you know, so yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to like redecorate my office tomorrow. <laughs> and like, you know, and then I'm going to, you know, and then, oh, this listing that I couldn't get, like, here's what I need to say to that seller. And that's exactly what I need. You know, like you solve all of life's problems, you I, know? Yeah. I do that on the cardio machines too. Yeah. So I you're getting, you're getting things. the runner's high, but yeah, I mean, there's some, like, so I would say in a marathon, like the actual race is not the hardest part. Like the commitment to the training is really, um, like, I know I've trained for a couple races, like one, the New York Marathon, for example, is in November. So the peak of your training, if you're in Florida, is like August and September, which is like the hottest really months hot. of the year. Yeah. yeah. So I trained with a group and we'd wake up on Sundays at like three in the morning oh to God. meet at like 345 to wow. run in the dark on A1A so that we could be done with our long run, like before this blazing sun came up, oh, you know? I know. That's commitment. It's that's- commitment. And it's kind of like a you know, you're kind of like empowering yourself. Like I'm yeah. doing this, you right. know? And like, usually if you're running buddies who, you know, kind of are all keeping everybody accountable, you mm-hmm. know, you don't want to disappoint them, not show up or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, um, and you know, we talked about the young girls. I'm going to give a plug to my unofficial nieces too, who kind of made me use the term bad bitch. So I have one of my best friends from high school passed away about 10 years ago and her daughter, calls me her aunt. So I call her my niece and she has a friend and they come every summer. They stay with me. So anybody that knows me and hangs out with me in the summer, I have these two girls. They're now, they just turned 21 last year. They were 20. Um, and they stay for like a week or two. And I'm usually like, so ready to kick them out the door because they're 20 year olds, you know, but, um, they like, you know, it's nice to see like girls who are young, They, and as much as they sometimes drive me crazy, it's nice when they come um, that I know that I'm really empowering them. Um, Both of the girls' moms passed away. So my friend who passed away and then the other girl she became friendly with because her mother also had died at a young age. So they're like besties that both don't have moms. Um, So they come and stay with me. I'm their aunt. And they just think I'm this like powerful, like they were there for my birthday this year, which is in July. And they went and got me a cake that said, happy birthday, bad bitch. Well, you are a bad bitch. I mean, look at you. You're doing podcasts and you're doing marathons. And, you're doing, and I think just like as we were talking about the real estate world, you know, it, it's empowering to have a lot of different things going on and having your mind not always about work. And I think, like we said before, women are very good multitaskers and the successful ones have a lot going on in their lives. You know, they have commitments in other aspects, but it also makes it good for business because we set our schedule and like just like this podcast with you when you called me and you said hey I need to you know come in at 11 I was like I've got my trainer it's something I'm putting forth effort towards so I want to make sure I honor those commitments that I've done and that goes back to not giving up on things and I think this just makes us stronger people when we say to ourselves hey I'm committing to this it's just like a real estate deal I'm not going to let this fall through I'm going to make sure that we see this to the end. And even if we're fighting tooth and nail, you know, to that last signature, it's like, we're going to get it done. Yeah. That's like a characteristic. That's like a a theme that has gone with me since I've been a little kid. Right. I've just never been like a quitter. I stick to, I finish what I start, you know, 
Um, and that's, you know, something that obviously you have that same quality, which right. I think like totally rolls over into real estate. Yeah. And people see that people see those commitments and, you know, people look at are the Instagram and as much as we think social media is like, oh, it's this facade. I mean, I don't even know who I, who that person is on my social media. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> when I post stuff and I'm like, who am I? Like, yeah, what, who, who I do I think I am? But yeah. you know, you have to put yourself out there. And I think a lot of people don't put themselves out there and they need to more because they connect, you know, we're in a relationship business, whether you like it or not. And people connect to you through different ways. So some of my clients might connect through my training. Some of my clients might connect through my commitment to my athletics or things that I'm doing. Some people might see, you know, how I spend so much time with my daughter because mm-hmm. I'm all my daughter has, you know, yeah. so I'm not going to like, she's my main focus. Number one, a thousand percent, but yeah. it's, um, you know, people are going to connect with you in life in all different ways. And I think if you utilize it correctly, it can be a great tool, but. And the super cool thing about social media is that people look at all that and they're like, wow, look at Erin. Like she's a great mom. She's, why is she doing this at the gym? Like she right. don't, you don't need to do this at right. the gym. Like, but she enjoys a challenge. She right. wants to better herself, yes. you know? So like, that's the type of person I want to represent me, you right. know, in a real estate transaction. Well, and you, you feel confident that they're going to have your best interests. Yeah. You know? Like people say to me, why do you sign up for marathons and run marathons? I'm like, I don't know why. Like, <laughs> like, I love the endorphins. And, but it also, I got peer pressured into it maybe. I don't know. Like, yeah. but then I did it and now I'm happy I did it. You yeah. know, like I enjoy challenging myself. So, and that's, I think that something that people really appreciate. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, that was bad bitch o'clock. Yeah. We're not going to go too long. Very fun. So very thank fun. Thank you for thank, having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. Yes. It's been super fun. Um, we're going to sign off for today. Um, and that's it. So talk to you soon. Bye.